the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Hello and good day. Happy day after Memorial Day. What is that one called? Eh, do I really got to go to work day? Something along those lines, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Oh my. Let's talk a little markets. First move for the cash market when the opening bell rang was lower. Basically, there's a signal being thrown out that uh, we're a little bit nervous. I know. I'm not sure if you paid attention to the news this weekend, but Trump didn't fare terribly well at the G7 meeting. Our alliance with Germany is frail. Um, the White House shakeup is kind of starting with their communications director out. Um, when you leave a job after 100 days, something went wrong, right? So there's nothing to say that the negative disposition is going to lead us to a June swoon. But I think you're going to start hearing a little bit more uh, financial media people saying June swoon. Because it's fun to say. It's like chocolate pudding. So, basically, the financial press and the financial media, we do the, our very, very best to try to piece things together. And, you know, there's worries about investigations into Russia's interference with the 2016 election. One Russian official is saying today that they've got some derogatory information on Trump. There's troubles figuring out health care reform and tax reform. North Korea seems to be testing a, a missile test regularly at this point in time. There's falling oil prices, an uneasy perspective amongst European leaders as far as their relationship with the U.S. goes forward, which is unfortunate. A lot of the same noise that we've been hearing for weeks and weeks and weeks when the S&P 500 gained 2.5% over seven sessions. Now it's a different week, and the tone is different, but the headlines are about the same. 
special income and spending report for April made some headlines. Um, not so much for what it showed, but what it didn't show. It didn't show rising inflation on a 12-month basis. Hmm. Interesting. No inflation. Personal income and personal spending were both up four-tenths of a percent, which was in line with expectations. Um, there's, it's unlikely to alter the prevailing view that the Fed will raise the target Fed rate range for the Fed's uh, its June meeting. It will stir some belief that another rate hike this year may not happen. Do-do-do-do. Wall Street would like that. No more rate hikes. Low money. Low cost, cheap money. Uh, I don't think that would upset too many people. Uh, Tiger Woods says his DUI didn't stem from drinking, but from medications. Uh, kind of not ironic, coincidental, that right now all the signs in California on the freeway are like, uh, uh, DUI doesn't have to have alcohol. It could be medications, too. Like, ooh, prophetic. Prophetic, my friend. Um, okay, maybe it's not prophetic, but you get where I'm trying to go with that. So, the key takeaway on the personal income and spending was not a lot of inflation. Um, personal savings rate as a percentage of disposable income held steady at about 5.3%, which is good. Um, it's unlikely to alter the prevailing view right now that the Fed's going to raise the target range. And probably going to be a little bit more um, slower growth. So people are expecting kind of a June swoon, economically speaking, on jobs when the jobs report comes out on Friday. There's not a lot of change in the Treasury market. Traders are going to be watching how the financials respond to the behavior of the Treasury market. Financials hold some influential sway over the behavior of the broader equity market. We've been talking about that recently. Financials aren't leading the market right now like they did at the beginning of the year. And you really want to see a rally in the transports and the financials because they're indicators about the future. If financials are lending money, we're going to be spending money. And if transports are hitting all-time highs, they're going to be booking traffic and uh, travel and commerce, in my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, are you going to be watching the NBA Finals this week? Seems like it's taken too much time off from round to round. For me. Now, I know it's all about the television revenue. It's a grudge match. Is it the third year in a row? It's the third year in a row that Golden State and Cleveland are playing each other. Yes. That's the first time that's ever happened. You would almost call it a rubber match. Like in baseball, whoever wins two out of three gets the gets the victory for the series. As you might expect, the grudge match is a dream come true for the NBA, for ABC, for... They want seven games. Unfortunately, so far, they're not getting what they want out of the Warriors. The Warriors are 12-0 in the playoffs. And that's really bad for television. It's really bad for the you know Warriors' ownership. I know you're saying, what? Well, you're not getting drunk at their games. You know, high-profit alcohol. You're not buying jerseys when you're drunk. You're not buying... You know, partial plans and things like that. Um, things that you might do normally, you can't because they're not there. So ESPN has a big home run. FS1, Fox Sports 1, has a big home run with us. There's a lot of storylines to discuss. 
it's a face-off between NBA's Nike's biggest star, LeBron James, and Under Armour's biggest star, Steph Curry. So you got to like that. There's some drama there. Which shoe company do you like more? Um, unfortunately for Under Armour, their shoes aren't really selling well. But this could be a way to get a lot of free advertising for them, right? So we have that going on. So not the biggest story in the world, but you got to work with me on it, okay? It's it's no one wants to work Tuesday. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Amazon shares have broken above $1,000 a share for the first time ever. And that's kind of true, not true, because they've done three stock splits. So they've done splits before. Uh, this time they've just let their stock run, but $1,000 a share. Shares have been on the upswing since Blockbuster earnings reported in April. App Store has minted more than 1 million publishers um, than Google Pay. So the App Store from Apple has minted more $1 million publishers than Google Pay. That's important because you use your phone for apps and for entertainment. And with that out there, um, more publishers are generating a million dollars more in revenue in the App Store than Google. 66 iOS publishers met or passed 1 million in app revenue in 2016. That's 1.7 times the 39 publishers on Google Play that achieved the same feat. Um, Apple's continued lead in revenue generation for publishers is not surprising. Um, U.S. iPhone users spent an average of $40 on in-app purchases and premium apps per device in 2016. Watch out when you have kids and they want, you know, Pokeball upgrades and such like that. Is it Pokeball or Pokeball? And if you correct me, I will slap the term nerd on you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. The Case Shiller S&P National Home Price Index came out this morning. Do you own a home? This is a company, this is a group that surveys 20 city home price indexes, and it rose 5.9% from a year ago in March, the most since July 2014. 
Smallest gain was in New York at 4.1%. The biggest gains were seen in Seattle, Portland, and Dallas. Inventory of homes for sale remains unusually low. Home prices rose slightly. Um, the gains were enough to reach a 33-month high, climbing the strongest rate uh, in nearly three years. National home price index increased 5.8% in March, while analysts were expecting home prices to reach uh, rise by 5.9%. So home prices hit a record in September, and the pace of growth accelerated ever since then. Um, and again, the areas that are strong are Seattle, Portland, Dallas. Uh, people are staying in their homes longer rather than selling and trading up. Uh, if mortgage rates currently near 4% rise further, this could deter more people from selling and keep pressure on inventories and prices. While prices can't rise indefinitely, there's no way to tell when prices and mortgage rates will force a slowdown in housing. Let's talk a little bit more about this with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. One of the biggest mistakes I think people are underestimating is how long they're going to live. Ronald Reagan lived until he was 93 years old. He was in retirement for 33 years. He was in bad health for 10 years. Well, the monkey just pooped. And you're like, what? What did Dad just say? The monkey pooped? He lost his mind. He had Alzheimer's disease. I kind of blend the words as I'm getting older. It sounds like I'm slurring. I'm just blending words. So I'm turning Alzheimer's and the old timers. So it's old timers. Um, do you know how expensive it would have been to be Ronald Reagan if he wasn't ex-president of the United States? Do you know how long 10 years in, in very bad health costs? That's not good. Um, I've got a budget. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Do I break it on occasion? Yeah. And when I do, it's usually because I'm trying to pursue a woman. Or I'm trying to make a woman happy. <laughs> or it's like, it's not me. It's my my psychology that kind of gets me into trouble. Too much debt will, will potentially bite you. First time I ever ordered a drink when I was underage, I ordered a, zomb- uh, I ordered a Greyhound, and the bartender could tell that I was clearly underage. He goes, here's your Greyhound. It'll bite you! And I was like, whoa, yeah, yes, sir. And what I'm trying to get at there is that sometimes you just get in and over your head, and debt will do that to you, and it'll bite you. And when it does, it takes you down. One of my friends who I dated, and then she dated someone else and got married and had a baby and her head popped off. Um, her dad got into three houses of debt, four houses of debt. Now you're saying four houses. I'm saying four houses of debt because every house that you own that you have a mortgage on is debt. He ultimately goes bankrupt and has a heart attack and dies. Is there a relationship? Maybe. Maybe. So anyway, let's bring in Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Thanks for the intro. Yeah, it'll bite you. Yeah. Do you remember your first illegal drink? Um, I, I was actually grandfathered in. Um, in D.C. was 18 years old, so I never had a desire to drink until I was you know, probably 18 or 19. Yeah. So, yeah. It was weird because I, I could go in and drink, and people had to wait till they're 21. And I was, you know, 19. With that said... Uh, I just talked about, you know, mortgages as being debt. It will bite you. It can bite you. It doesn't it won't bite you, but it could can bite you. And people just don't realize that, do they? 
Yeah, um, you know, I'm in the industry where I see a lot of people's credit, and you know, on a weekly basis, we're seeing somebody who's just oh, too much debt. Um, and now there's a lot of student loans that we're seeing much more often. It's it, even with people in their 30s carrying a lot of student loan debt. So it's definitely weighing down a lot of people's decisions on how they, you know, set their budget and how they move towards retirement. Um, I would set that as one of my first goals, Rob, to just, you know, n- number one, get as much debt down as possible. And number two, try to lower those interest rates. Uh, if you own a home, um, a lot of people are saying, let's just pay off some credit card, you know, any, debt for that matter and roll it into the house because you get some tax write-offs uh, in your house and you can extend it for 30 years. It's almost, I think it's uh, 33 cents per dollar, I was, I was, uh, 33 cents per dollar for uh, credit card debt in a mortgage. So it's quite a bit cheaper on a monthly basis. So I wrote a book some 19 years ago and one of my chapters was called Credit Will Make You a Prince or Popper. And listen to this. This will tell you what 19 years ago, what we were dealing with. Bad credit, and this is just the chapter... Uh, proposed topic for the editor. And I wrote, bad credit means you pay more for a house than a person with good credit. 9% on 200000 is $1,600 a month versus 6.5% on 200000 comes to $1,265. So the difference is an extra $335 you save per month. That's That goes a long way. So what's funny about this? The rates. The rates. Yeah. 19, 20 years ago, you're talking about 9% to get a mortgage. But a great mortgage was six and a half percent. And the whole chapter proposal was tied towards, you know, make you a prince or popper. Now, like, what's a bad rate now? Four or four and a half. A bat <laughs> is, is an upper range. Yeah. That's hilarious. I uh, talked to somebody last night and uh, it was an old client. And I, I said, he asked me what rates are. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're a bit lower than what you have now. And he's like, I'm okay. I was at six percent, seven percent, and I was at five percent. Now I'm at three point eight. I'm. I don't want to do it again. Yeah. So um, was that a, me? No, it was uh, Gunny Mike and and Cheryl. They came in last night, and um, we talked to them for a little bit. They were very nice people. Good. But I I expect not to ever hear from them again as far as a mortgage is concerned because that's a super low rate. Yes. So. Um, <clears throat> One of the areas that I'm interested in talking about, and I think a lot of our listeners are, is a second home. And how easy is it to qualify for a second home? Um, First, it has to qualify as a second home. Okay. Uh, A lot of those rules have changed. It has to be a certain distance from your house. It has to be a certain type of uh, community where second homes are, you know, it has to be like a vacation area. Um, you know, the Bay Area could be considered one, but you wouldn't, you couldn't buy, live here and buy a second home in the Bay Area. So, but to qualify for it, it's like buying a primary residence. Uh, you get primary residence rates and you have the same kind of terms as far as down payment and so on. Would you be offended if I used, I've used you for numerous loans. Would you be offended if I bought a place in Tahoe or Hawaii and I didn't use you? No. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. And where did we go cold? I thought I had you on hold. And every time I let you leave, I also come back to me. Visit Rob.
Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing more. Joining me now, as he does every Tuesday at this time, Patrick O'Hare with briefing.com. I start my day every day reading his page one insight, get an email that reminds me to open it up, and wham, bam, there it is. Uh, Mr. O'Hare, did you have a good Memorial Day? Hey, Rob. I had a really nice Memorial Day. Thank you. It's, uh, I feel like I'm still stuck on Monday here, but <laughs> nice to know we have a short week here. I think everyone's kind of feeling that. So, and uh, to me, Memorial Day is kind of one of the starts of summer. Not quite, but it's one of the starts of summer. Um, are you expecting a slowdown this summer? Are you expecting a a sell in May, or in this case, sell in June and go away? Well, you know, this market, if if nothing else, knows how to defy expectations. Uh, right. And, uh, you know, I think uh, even last year, the sell in May period uh, didn't necessarily pan out as expected. And, um, you know, so I, I think that maybe what we could confidently project here is that you may not see a lot of selling in May and going away, so to speak. Actually, we haven't seen a whole lot of selling in May, but uh, is that you're probably likely to see kind of like, you know, uh, not full-fledged participation, you know, in, in the market action, and that would manifest itself in, in the volume totals. Uh, but, uh, you know, right now, I mean, the market continues to demonstrate just sort of this um, uh, sense of immunity, if you will, to um, to bad news or reacting anyway uh, with any considerable effort to bad news. And and I think that probably will likely continue to, to be the case. There could be some hiccups along the way here, but uh, I think as we've discussed a number of times um, through the months, recent months here anyway, uh, you know, there's still a, a, a ongoing belief in the so-called Trump put, you know, which is to say that the market continues to sit there comfortably, patiently waiting on tax reform to come to fruition, uh, and it has not given up that hope yet. And until it gives up that hope, I think the market continues to sort of demonstrate this air of resilience uh, in the grand scheme of things, which could ultimately just mean a a sideways tracking market, uh, not necessarily an an upward trending market. Okay, I'm with you. And the Trump put is going to become more interesting as we creep towards mid-year re-elections in a couple years. Um, 18 months or so. Um, that'll be interesting, in my opinion, to see how much he can get done before then. Um, taking a look at some of the, the economic data out there today, growth in U.S. home prices continues in March, reaching a 33-month high. I live in California. You live in Chicago. Um, well, I live in Northern California. Um, it seems very unrealistic here, but everyone kind of drinks the Kool-Aid. They want to own real estate versus stocks uh, because they've seen stocks go down twice. They've seen houses go down once aggressively uh but everyone and again even inside the report from uh case Schiller, they said uh we can't keep going up forever but there's that mentality here and i think chicago is probably pretty similar as well is that not the truth uh yeah in in some some pockets it is i think uh certainly okay. um you know in the uh inventory of of lower priced homes i mean those, those continue you see price gains there continue because there just isn't enough supply um you know on the higher end of the market uh there is more available supply and so things aren't moving as quickly from what i understand 
Um, but, you know, in, in your area, of course, I guess I don't even know if there is a low end. <laughs> you know, correct me if I'm wrong. but um, It's the exact opposite. Yeah. The high end is yeah. going like crazy. There yeah, is no low and, end. And it's kind of a, you know, an unnerving reality knowing what we know about uh, what happened in the past, you know, because that same attitude persisted that, you know, things will never go bad, so to speak. But, um, you know, so... So can they, can home prices go up forever? Well, you know, on a nationwide basis, they went up for decades until they they suddenly didn't go up. Um, and I think it'll just really uh, depend on you know where in the country you're speaking about, and certain pockets, certain uh, price levels where you might see some um, you might actually see price declines. It's just just all relative. I and mean, clearly, you know, the Bay Area there is is uh, one of the strongest markets going. Um, and uh, and it probably really won't see any change to that. I don't think until until maybe there's some type of change within the um, in the IT sector, some type of material slowdown there uh, that leads to a massive correction in stock prices. And right now, that's not clearly happening. I hear you on that. What else are you working on right now, Mr. O'Hare, that we should be brought to our attention? Because long weekend, I'm a little off my game. I'm not focused. You know, I I almost have to admit to <laughs> being the same, Rob. I mean, I'm trying to, okay. you know, work out some ideas here. I do write the big picture column that I publish to briefing.com every every Friday. It tends to have a macro orientation uh, with it, hence the name, <laughs> the big picture. Uh, so, in all likelihood, as I you know look at this shortened week based on what uh, is out there and what I know to be out there, I could see myself um, most likely. You know, writing something for the big picture on Friday that revolves around the uh, employment report for May that we're going to see on Friday. Uh, I've been particularly right. interested in, in really the trend in average hourly earnings, which has been somewhat disappointing relative to what we're hearing in terms of labor market growth and certainly payroll growth. You haven't seen a whole lot of uh, follow-through really in terms of uh, wage gains um, uh, on the you know, on the employment side. And so market's very interested to see if that happens to pan out here in, in May um, because it will have some direct implications for monetary policy. But more importantly, it has direct implications for the pace of economic activity uh, as the year unfolds. Um, switching gears ever so slightly, if we may, uh, personal income rose four-tenths of a percent in April. Um, a lot of the things that I'm seeing out there, and I, I guess this participates with your idea that maybe we go sideways. Uh, income looks okay. Housing looks pretty good as far as home ownership goes. Savings looks a little better. Um, some of the economic data kind of supports, although like autos seem to have hit peak autos, and that means we'll see some sales declines in the future and some market share is the only way to win. Uh, it seems like everything's okay at this point in time. Maybe that jobs report will, will unlock something from Pandora's box, though. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, things are okay. I mean, the things are, you know, you're not right. fall, falling apart. Um, and I think something you said there, though, is important is that savings is pretty good, right? Now, the problem with that is that because people are saving more and spending less, you're not seeing, you know, uh, strong growth on the on the personal spending side, and that's important because uh, consumer spending accounts for roughly 69-70% of GDP. And so if if consumers are are saving more of what they're earning, um, then it just doesn't you know carry over in terms of economic growth, and that's I think been one of the drags on on economic activity here, and uh, and I think it reflects somewhat of the 
shell shock nature that still exists after the financial crisis and an understanding that you know people need to be better prepared to, to handle a loss of a job or some other negative event uh, in the event that crimps their income and their earnings potential. And so uh, until we start seeing people spend less, or I'm sorry, save less, uh, you're probably going to continue to see also as sort of just the subpar, you know, 2% growth that we that has persisted for many years now. Thanks very much for being with us today. Talking a little bit investing and more, I'm Rob Black, um, trying to get you to retirement. Patrick O'Hare is with Briefing.com. Briefing.com is a great group to work with. Um, I've been using them for 15-plus years, talking to Patrick Blair for many of those years. Um, he's been kind of one of the consistents there. It's an online professional website tied towards subscriptions um, that I think is worth the money because it gives you non-biased information about international markets, domestic markets. There's a lot of calendars there for earnings calendars, economic calendars, um, IPO calendars. There's uh, You can punch in your portfolio and uh, get... If there's a, a research report that comes out that's tied towards it, you'll see that pop right up. Stock market summary, for instance, you can go there and see that, you know, so far today we're talking about technical resistance as equity indices hover against all-time highs. Uh, crude oil shows some weakness, weighs in on the energy stocks. Strength today in technology, consumer discretionary, healthcare, telco services. Technology off the record has been a very big winner. Um, this year, as far as money flows go, weakness in energy and financials. You kind of want the financials to lead. And when you see strength in telco services, a lot of people like telco companies because of their dividend. That's not the best reason to think that things are going great in the U.S. economy, in my opinion. But again, let's not just worry about me. Let's go bigger picture, so to speak. Uh, Amazon's shares are above 1,000 for the first time ever. It has split, though, three times since its IPO back in 1997. In 1980, 1998, it issued a 2-4-1 stock split. In 1999, a 3-4-1 stock split. And in September of 1999, it had a 2-4-1 stock split. So basically when it hits 1,000, it's actually 12,000 since its IPO price. Um, there's a big fear out there that people are going to get stuck in their mortgages because you have a low-cost mortgage and this mortgage rates move higher, which so far they're really not, um, not on an aggressive base if they're way off their lows, but not egregiously so. Um, there's a thought that as interest rates move higher, a lot of people will say, you know what, I I don't want to sell now because suddenly I'm going to have to go get a higher rate interest on a new mortgage for me. And so I get it. I get that you know people are becoming prisoners in their homes. Airbnb has mentioned that they may want to go public if Spotify has a successful listing. Airbnb is keeping a close eye on Spotify's rumored listing. Airbnb might want to mimic Spotify's unconventional route of going public. Airbnb is amongst the companies said to be watching Spotify's debut to see whether or not they could do something similar if it goes public. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air.
800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Speak to the moon. Hey, as it goes in the afternoon. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Police say that Tiger Woods was found asleep in his car prior to being charged with a DUI. Um, I don't know much about that, so I tend not to talk a lot about it. Other than to say I think our society clearly has a bit of a problem with medical drugs, as well as alcohol. Um, And at any point in time, something tragic could happen at any moment and change your financial life. I think you need to try to prep for that if you can, Um, because it happens. Tiger Woods, instead of sleeping in his car, he could have decided to drive. And you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use the Tiger Woods example. I'm just gonna say that every single day lives are changed from people who are taking too much medication, people who are on alcohol and driving, and um, it's worthy of noting. So that sometimes you do nothing absolutely wrong and suddenly you can't work again. So, are you with me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. One thing that I kind of like to talk about is predictions. Um... I don't think I'm going way out on the limb when I say this, but maybe a little bit. Uh, everything's consumption's moving more and more and more and more towards digital. And as an investor, you kind of have to see that, right? And if you don't, it's going to be problematic. So digital consumption, digital apps, things on your phone, things on your iPad, things on YouTube. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Your house and your 401k are not your largest assets. I give a lot of financial speeches. Despite everything you may have read or heard, things that your mom and dad told you, um, your 401k is not your largest asset. In your 20s, your 401k is cute. But in your 20s, it's your career path and your income are going to be the biggest assets. We've all known some very, very pretty women, right? And we go, well, youth fades. Good luck with that, you know? Uh, guys get the, the pass, the Harrison Ford. Yeah, you can still be kind of dashing in your 60s uh, within reason. Harrison, not Harrison, uh, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Um, who was one of the stars of the Bond films, for sure, but also Highlander, Scottish sword-wielding god, I guess you would say, until you get your head cut off, uh, cult classic film. Get in my so, belly! Millennials think that 401ks are their biggest thing and homes are their biggest thing. Your home is an expense. It's not an asset. Your home's value generally depends on how much home you can afford, which is tied to your, your income. 
after you purchase it, it might go up by by more than inflation, but I would never count on that happening. It depends on where you live. You know, if there's wage inflation in the Bay Area, there's going to be wage inflation in Bay Area homes, or there's going to be inflation in Bay Area homes. There's not, a lot of Bay, uh, there's not a lot of wage inflation in large parts of the country. It's a huge expense to own a home. It's probably their biggest expense, since the house is not generating income for you, and it's actually costing you potentially thousands a month. It's not your best investment. Your 401k deferral is great, which is hopefully 15%, but that also is tied towards your income. So you have low or slow growth earnings. Uh, it's going to directly impact your ability to grow your wealth in your 401k. You know, simple example there is if you make $50,000 a year, you'll have much more difficulty reaching 18000 which is the 401k maximum contribution compared to somebody who makes 150000 So future income is your largest asset, and that's what we should tell our children. And that's what I told the kids when I spoke at a college recently. The kids. And every class has one jerk who asked 43 questions when everyone else asked one. Um, keep in mind, there are no stupid questions. There's just stupid people. But for young people, it's you know the biggest future asset that you have is your youth. It's the ability to work from age 20 to 60. Your income may be tied to your degree or your technical expertise. Um, it's going to get more tied to you know your attitude down the road, your personality, your communication skills. I didn't network terribly well in my teens and 20s. But as I've gotten older, I've made a really good approach to have a good attitude, not to be someone that someone dislikes. When I have a bad hair day and someone calls me out on it, I fix it. I don't fight it. Uh, My communication skills have become much more friendly and and loving versus me versus the world. So I think there's one way to easily improve characteristics um, that will help you in your career, and that's reading. Mark Twain once said, the person who does not read is no better off than the person who can't read. So, read a good book. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's Autobiography, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Walter Isaacson on Benjamin Franklin, Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, Zig Ziglar on Over the Top. A lot of personal growth and development messages. Your attitude, personality, communication skills reach new heights. People will like you a little bit more. Stephen Covey has The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Dale Carnegie has the How to Win Friends and Influence People. So when you're young, it's not the 401k or the house that's going to be your biggest asset. It's your ability to grow your income. Think about that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.